Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Key West, Florida with my good friend Victoria Green of toursadventures.com. Victoria vacationed in Key West twice and loved it so much that she moved there the following spring. In this episode, Victoria and I talk about the Songwriters Festival, Fantasy Fest, and Sunset Celebrations at Mallory Square. You hear about these three fun stories and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Key West. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then, Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus, when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns to start saving today. Hey, Victoria, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing? Everything's great. How are you? I am delightful. Nice. So today we're talking about Key West, Florida. It's a part of the country that I don't know that a lot of people fully know where it is or what it's about, but it has a special place in your heart. Absolutely. I visited there twice and then decided to move to the island because, you know, that's naturally what everyone does. (laughs) And when everybody asks me why I moved there, I always tell people it was because I was cold. I was living in Illinois at the time and I was freezing my keister off and I was like, I'm done. Like I'm done with winter. And so I packed everything into my car and I moved and I ended up finding this cute little place to rent my landlord who, mind you, the house was worth over a million dollars. And she called what I rented the goat shed, but my goat shed had hardwood floors. So you can imagine it probably wasn't what she was referring to, but it was the most delightful place. And I have loved it ever since. And I talk about it all the time. And I have my photos that people are like, oh my gosh, where'd you take that? And I'm like, it's always on Key West. Those sunsets are just amazing. Nice. Yeah. And so for, for the listeners that don't know exactly where Key West is, can you tell us a, a little bit about like where it is on the, in the state of Florida? Yes. So it is about 120 miles south of Miami. You have to take, I think it's approximately 42 bridges to get there. Um, I know that there's the numbers floating out there. It's quite a few of them. Uh, The biggest one is the seven mile bridge, which is near Marathon. And it is literally the bridge is seven miles long. And isn't it like uh, the Key West, isn't it like the southernmost point in the U.S.? It is. uh, Technically, it is the southernmost point that you can drive to. If you were to go from Key West, you can actually take a boat out to one of my favorite places, which is the Dry Tortugas. And that is 90 miles. Cuba is 90 miles off the coast of Key West. Um, The Dry Tortugas is the opposite direction. And um, it's a national park. And so that is another place that you can go to. And that is technically, I think, the southernmost point in the U.S. that you can't, I guess, drive to. But you can with a boat. I actually visited Key West. Uh, I must have been like eight or 10 years old, somewhere in that range. Did you go to the buoy? I don't remember much of it. I know I went there and I know it was like really cool. I remember driving across all the bridges because that was like a, a big thing for me when I was when I was a kid, driving across these long bridges. I'm like, I'm like, how are these bridges staying up? You know, it, it like blew my mind as a kid. 
Yeah. And the only time I ever recommend for people to have a car is because I do recommend for people to take that drive, like to go. And if you have the time and the ability to fly into Miami, take, you know, a nice leisurely drive from Miami down to Key West, it takes you four hours. Do not try and cut it any other way. You're not going to go any faster. The speed limit a lot of the time is 35 miles an hour. And it's just, you just have to relax and take in the scenery and there's ocean half the time on both sides of you. And it's, it's a gorgeous drive. Nice. Yeah. You're on Island time. Don't, don't try to make it uh, too fast. Correct. That <laughs> is, oh my gosh. They say Island time is a thing. Oh, it really is. It really exists. I learned that living there. They really live on their own time schedule. Right on. So if you had to describe from your time living there, the people or the place of, of Key West, how would you do that in a couple words? Uh, it would be one human family. And that is something that if you pay attention when you're in Key West, you will see that on bumper stickers everywhere. You'll see it on cars. You'll see it in restaurants. You'll see it in bars. And it's because they believe that everyone needs to be taken care of. Every citizen needs to be cared for. And so it's just one big family. That is really cool. That's a great way to, to think about things. And I, I know just the, uh, I think it was last year or maybe the year before, Key West actually got hit pretty hard from a, a hurricane that came through there. Yes, that's correct. And that was the year after I moved out. And it was very, very devastating. It was probably the worst one since Wilma and that hit in 2005. I have countless friends that it took out their houses. Ironically, I have a friend who has a house in Old Town and she didn't get a single drop of water in her house. Yeah, it, it's crazy that like the, how the natural disasters like that can affect one person, but almost like right next door, you could be unaffected. I mean, we just had a, a tornado that hit here in Nashville, and it's incredible to see some houses standing and others completely demolished. Absolutely. I completely agree. If people are planning to come visit Key West, what's the weather like throughout the year? Are there certain times of year that are better than others to visit? What should they plan on? So the best part about Key West is that it is the only city in the United States that has never frozen. So it has never dipped below 32 degrees. The coldest it's ever gotten that I experienced was 57 degrees. Nobody has heaters in their houses because you don't need them. You do need air conditioners. I will tell you that September is probably going to be the hottest month. But depending on, you know, what climate you're coming from or where you're coming from, that may or may not be something that bothers you or maybe something that interests you. With that said, September to December are probably the busiest times as well, just because there's some kind of festival going on. There's parades, there's celebrations, there's you name it, there's something. I felt like there was a parade every single week until Christmas. <laughs> well, that, that like now that I'm here in the South, it gets a little chillier than it does in California. So now I'm like starting to really understand why people do like the, the snowboard thing, right? Where they leave, mm -hmm. they leave the Northeast in the wintertime, you know, or they, they like, Oh, I can't wait to like go on that trip to Florida or that trip to the Caribbean to get away for the weekend. Yeah. And that's how I ended up there on vacation twice. Uh, in the first place was because it was in November and I discovered that the week before Thanksgiving, it's really cheap to go to Key West. <laughs> and uh, we got some super, super cheap flights. Like we're talking like, I think it was like a hundred bucks each way. Wow. And that was into Miami. And then we had a really cheap rental car drove down and, you know, we were staying at the Casa Marina, which is the four star hotel. And it's, with $125 a night because we got it on Priceline. That's incredible. 
Yeah. So speaking of that, should people fly into Miami or is there another airport that they should consider flying into? So there is another airport. There is an airport on the island of Key West. Um, I do recommend that me personally living there. That was the one that I would fly in and out of. You do pay a premium. I will tell you that now. With that said, I personally recommend Delta. And that's because you can fly from Key West to Atlanta and then from Atlanta to anywhere versus with United and American, you can fly from Key West to Miami on a puddle jumper and then go from Miami to whatever your destination is. And for that premium, I feel like I'd rather get further into the country or, you know, to a bigger hub, if that makes sense. And to, to skip that little puddle jumper plane. Exactly. I mean, puddle jumper planes are not comfortable. They're not fun. And a lot of times when I would do the cost analysis, it was an average of $120 extra that they were charging for a 26-minute flight. <laughs> if you try to carry your bag on in a normal carry-on, the little puddle jumper is like, sorry, we got to gate check this one. They always gate check it. Yep, you are correct. Oh, I, I hate gate checking because I, I don't want to wait for baggage claim. I want to go, man. I want to go enjoy my city that I'm, I'm visiting or I want to get home to see my family. You know, I don't want to have to gate check things. Nope. I understand. Uh, say we're able to fly into the Key West airport from there. Should we avoid renting a car then and then use public transportation or Uber or what should, how do we get around? So I would personally not recommend renting a car. And the reason for that is because you're going to spend so much money in either parking it overnight if you're staying somewhere downtown or if you're staying somewhere on the upper part of the island, they offer free parking, but then you're going to have to spend the time trying to find that parking when you're going down for dinner. And then, you know, you always have to have a designated driver. Let's be realistic. It's Key West. We like to drink. (laughs) And the safest option is to just know that you're going to budget to have a cab or even better. Why not stay at a hotel that's right off Duval Street and you can literally just walk back to your hotel. That sounds even better, right? Uh, And then I think we we were talking about that, that you factor that into the budget as well of flying into Miami versus flying into Key West. Miami obviously may be cheaper, right? Because there's more flights coming into there. But the fact is, if you don't need to rent a car, don't need to pay for parking, uh, it may be cheaper overall when you think of it, flying directly into Key West. Yes. And you're, I mean, absolutely right. I mean, it's, I've done... The, the cost for people, because, you know, with me having so much knowledge about Key West, I've helped people plan trips and, you know, give them itineraries and stuff of things to do. And, you know, a lot of that was like explaining, like, here's your difference. And it usually comes down to less than $100 difference. Yeah. And then the much less hassle. A lot can go wrong in that four hour drive down from Miami. And the best part is, is come on, the Key West airport has a bar in it. There we go. <laughs> what, what more do you need, right? <laughs> yes. So, okay, let's, let's talk about, we're in the town of Key West now. Where should we plan on staying? I, I know like my, my favorite hotel chain, Kimpton, they just opened up a new property. I'm, I'm definitely going to be staying there when I can visit. But for everybody else that doesn't have those, those same loyalties, where should they think about staying? So I've heard of this property. It was built very recently. I have my eye on staying there as well. If it's comparable to any of the ones that I recommend, I think that it'll be definitely delightful. I know the location is awesome. My personal favorite is the Casa Marina. And that's first of all, because that's the first hotel I ever stayed at in Key West. But second is because the next morning when we woke up, we went and sat on the beach and there's a nice gentleman who walked out and said, would you like a frozen towel for your feet or for your face? And I was like, oh, my Lanta, I think I have found heaven. (laughs) That's awesome. And that was at the Casa Marina? Yes. Wow. Nothing wrong with that. 
And they are very local friendly as well. And so I've spent holidays there. I've been to Easter brunch there a couple of times with my family. You know, my mom flew down. She brought my dad, my grandma, and then my husband or my boyfriend at the time, Scott. We all went to Easter brunch there. And it's because they invite locals in and, you know, they encourage um, even locals to come in and eat at the restaurant and then you can hang out and, you know, use the property as well. And it's because it's an amazing resort and it's amazing property, but it also has some really cool history to it. I know it was used as a hospital for wartime and it's got a lot of really cool things. It's a very old building, but it's still got the Waldorf Astoria appeal as well. Hey, that's really cool. I mean, you got to love it when they, they kind of embrace the community that way. Yes, I completely agree. So when we're thinking about things to do, I know you mentioned earlier there's there's a lot of festivals. Do you have a couple of festivals in, in mind where maybe you want to share those with the listeners? Yeah, definitely. Um, the Songwriters Festival is hands down my favorite. It always happens around Mother's Day. It is very cool because it's all singer-songwriters. It's put on by BMI and they are, you know, the representative for all the songwriters in general. So it's very cool. They invite everybody down and they set up events and it's a seven day festival with, I think it's like more than 50 events and it was like 250 artists. When I did it, I was the social media manager for them in 2016 for the festival when Jake Owen was the headliner with Kane Brown and Old Dominion. Oh, fantastic. That sounds like a lot of fun. And it's set up at all the hotels. So like all the ones that we're talking about, all the properties that we are saying that we would like to stay at. So Kimpton or say like the Casa Marina, they host events there. So like that beach that I'm talking about at the Casa Marina, they host a songwriters event. So they have two or three songwriters set up every night that they're playing four or five different sets. That's super cool. All the different locations all over Key West. It's, you get a master schedule and it's just totally amazing. It's, you basically immerse yourself in music. That's cool because that way like, you're able to check out different venues and different locations instead of going to that same concert venue every night. Yes, and that's, that's what's also amazing too is because the whole festival centers around the main event, which is on Saturday night, which they closed down Duval Street. And so it's at the intersection of Duval and Green and they put a full-blown stage in the street and then they have a concert. And it's free. Everybody just walks up. You're sitting there holding your beer on the street and you just have your free concert. That's pretty epic. What other uh, festivals uh, might you think about? Uh, So I would say Fantasy Fest is probably the most famous. I will say that it is not child friendly with a very, very, very large disclaimer on there. Anybody can Google it for themselves and see why. But It's very famous. It's been going on for probably, I think, 25 years now. They have a parade every single day. They do one every single Saturday that's like, you know, the big parade. Think of like Mardi Gras almost Okay, um, is the best way to describe it. I mean, there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. (laughs) That and then I would say New Year's Eve. And that's because every year they drop a drag queen into a martini glass and her name is Sushi. (laughs) Nice. Yes. That sounds pretty fun. Obviously, being there on the islands, right next to the ocean, fishing has to be a big thing there as well, right? Oh my gosh, fishing is huge. First, just because you want dinner, and why not have the freshest dinner you can? But beyond that, it's kind of just, it's a great way to relax. It's a great way to, you know, appreciate the outdoors and kind of, you know, unwind after a long day. And I personally recommend if you can get any kind of deep sea fishing in, it is so much fun. 
I have some friends who have some charter boats and, you know, I've been very lucky and very blessed to be able to, you know, do things with them. And it's an amazing experience. And the biggest advice that I can give to people is go down and walk the marinas. And if you're serious about fishing, talk to the captains and they'll tell you how much it is. And I mean, it can range in price from anywhere from $50 a head to, you know, $300 a head, but that really depends on the size of the boat too. Well, let's give your let's give your friends a couple props. Uh, if, if somebody is looking for a place to go deep sea fishing, who would they recommend uh, as far as your friends? Absolutely, Fish Monster. That would be the number one. They have quite a few boats, and they've been around for a very long time. Deanne and Marlin, they have also a shop. So it's kind of Marlin is the Fish Monster, and then Deanne is Island Jane. And so they just recently opened up a shop right at A&B Marina, which is where their boat is too. And so you can sit out at the marina and um, have a few beers and then they'll fillet up your fish. And then you take it to another restaurant down, you know, the boardwalk, you hand them your fish and then they will cook it up for you. And then you have dinner. That's pretty cool. It's like something like primal about catching your own meal. Oh, it's totally awesome. And like I've had, I can't tell you how much fun I've had just going out with like some of my friends, just like on a skiff, you know, like you just go out a few miles and say you go out like five miles. I mean, we caught some pretty good grouper and it's like, Hey, that was big enough for dinner for three. Uh, I'm sure the the sunsets are amazing. There's like sunset cruises, I, I presume. Yes. So there's a couple of different kinds. If you want something that is, you know, a little bit more romantic Hands down, Danger Charters, Wind and Wine, Sunset Cruise. That is the absolute most romantic and also, in my opinion, authentic because you're on an actual sailboat. And they do it where they pair it with different wines or different beers. And then they serve little appetizers that they make in the little galley kitchen, with, which I think is awesome, too. Oh, that's a, that's a nice touch. It is. It totally. I mean, like I was sitting there and like, they have the cracker and they have the little melted cheese on the cracker. And I'm like, how did they do that? And I'm looking like <laughs> below deck and I'm looking at him and he's like using like one of those flame things. And he's like literally like melting the cheese on the crackers in the middle of the ocean. And I'm like, okay, y'all get props. <laughs> as long as we don't blow up the boat, everything's happy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then speaking of sunsets, I was reading something that actually they have like a cool like celebration in like the the middle of the town or something like that when the, every night for the sunset. Yeah, Mallory Square. So um, it's called the Sunset Celebration every night, and essentially there are a whole bunch of vendors, so you can get handcrafted items from Key West locals. There's everything from photographs to paintings to actually I have this little airplane that was made out of beer cans. And so it's like a little Corona airplane, but it's like super cute because, you know, it was handmade by somebody. And um, so it's, you know, a good way to recycle things. And the sunset is really obviously why everybody comes. But, you know, it's something to do and kind of look around. And there's also food vendors. You know, you can get the other thing that's fun is everybody gets a coconut. And so you kind of get your coconut and you walk around with your coconut water or you can also get a pineapple full of alcohol because, you know, we have to have that as well. Nice. While we're down there, obviously seafood is a big thing. Uh, what are some of the places that you recommend going to, to grab some dinner, some lunch, breakfast, things like that? For breakfast, if you want to go to the most touristy place and or like the most recommended, don't get me wrong, they have great food, but you're going to wait like an hour and a half to try and get in to get food. And it's called Blue Heaven. It's a great restaurant. Absolutely love them. It's more just you have to understand that you're going to invest a lot of time in that. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to wait. Where should we go if we don't want to wait? I would recommend Cuban Coffee Queen. 
And that's because they deliver for free to your hotel room. So you can sit out on your balcony that I would assume you would have and enjoy Key West and have your breakfast. That sounds much better than waiting. Yes. And Cuban Coffee Queen has the best Cuban coffee. Right on. My wife loves coffee. Do they have like pastries and other things? Yes. uh, Their butter bread is delicious. And then if you do lunch, they have a black bean burger as well. That's delicious as well. Okay. Uh, what are some of the other places we should, uh, we should go for food? So if you want, um, sit down, there is redfish, bluefish. The other one that I absolutely love is El Bonet. And that one is also a personal favorite of my husband's. He would request them every year for his birthday dinner. It's this little place that you would never think exists in the middle of old town, in the middle of a subdivision. You have to either have Googled Cuban food or had somebody tell you about it, something like that. And that's called Elsie Bonet. Also, another one is called Hogfish. And that one is not actually on the island of Key West. That's on Stock Island, which is the next island up. And it's a little marina that's up there. And it's just a small locally owned restaurant, but they have some of the freshest fish. The The boats literally pull up to the marina, drop off the fish, and then that's what they're serving you. Well, that's uh, quite a delivery. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then probably one of my favorites, but they have had some of the most exponential growth I've ever seen is a place called Garbo's Grill. It started out as a little teeny tiny food cart. When I discovered them, they were off of Green Street. Now they're off of Caroline because they have like a final resting place because they were that location where their cart was, was a parking lot, now has a building there that they developed and built. Okay. But it was their home for a very long time. And then they had like this temporary location around the corner and it was great for them, but it was kind of you know confusing. And so it's great that they now have, they still have their cart, but it's inside of a courtyard off of Caroline Street. All you have to do is just look up Garbo's Grill and they only have, I think it's like six things on the menu. It's very, very, very good. I get the yum yum shrimp. You can either get it as tacos or as a burrito. And I would say easy on the spicy, but that's just me personally. <laughs> um, they also serve it with hunks of jalapeno if that's your cup of tea. Oh, my wife will love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she you can loves get that spicy. Whole hunks of jalapeno in there. I, I think I'm with you. I'm like, okay, let's let's easy off on the on the spicy stuff. Well, they put also slices of mango in it, which helps with the spicy, which I think is delicious. Okay, there we go. Uh, before we go, a couple things. Uh, say if I'm there with my wife, uh, we want to go out, like have a little bit of fun, hit up a couple bars or shows or something like that. Do you have any recommendations for for that? Yes. So if you want to do a show, that would be a drag show. There's a couple of different options. My personal favorite are the ladies at Aqua. They are just hilarious. And Inga, who's been one of the main drag queens there forever, is just awesome. And I absolutely love her. She's definitely an experience in herself. And then also something that most people wouldn't necessarily think of, but there's this place called the Smallest Bar. And they only have three bar stools. And it's a very, very teeny tiny little place. I think it's like the third smallest bar in the world. And we got to know the owner pretty well. And he's a really, really nice guy. And it was just very cool. And so they do these key lime pie shots. So you just, you go in, you get a key lime pie shot, and then you keep going on your merry way. Oh, there we go. That sounds pretty cool. And then one last thing, uh, in case I'm bringing my kids and we want to go have a little bit of fun. There's a place you used to work, right? Uh, About butterflies? 
Yes, the Key West Butterfly Conservatory. They are awesome. They have sometimes up to 2,000 butterflies in the conservatory itself. Think of like a big greenhouse, uh-huh. but it's full of butterflies. And they're free to land on you. They will. They just ask that you don't touch them or, you know, anything like that. Essentially, just, you know, you kind of keep your hands to yourself. But they also have a whole bunch of turtles, birds. They have two flamingos, Rhett and Scarlet, um, which they're totally awesome. And if you go on their Facebook page, they've actually been doing stuff with Rhett and Scarlet of like them, like walking around like the conservatory when there's nobody there, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Well, Victoria, I really appreciate you sharing all the tips for Key West. Now it's time for the final countdown. If a traveler only had time for one meal in Key West, where should they go and what should they eat? I would recommend going out to Sunset Key. You have to make a reservation to go out to a private island and you take a private boat and you can go out to the bar just to have drinks or you can go out there and have a meal. It's called Latitudes. I think it's an amazing experience because when you're sitting there looking at the sunset from Mallory Square, there's a little island off the coast of Key West. It's that island that you'd be going to have dinner at. Oh, nice. What do you recommend eating there? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) I've had everything from their blue crab specials that were on the appetizer list to uh, I've had swordfish. I've had local stuff. I've had steak. It's, It's like my favorite place to take someone when say they're coming on vacation and they're leaving and it's their last night dinner kind of a thing that's the place you go that sounds really special right on okay so you lived there for a number of years what's one of your most memorable stories of being there before i lived there i knew that kenny chesney loved key west and he has gone to the spark sloppy joes and picked up a guitar and started playing just for whoever was in the bar and whoever wanted to listen. And I'm not sure if you know who Kenny Jesney is, but he's, you know, a fairly famous person. And so I always hoped that I would be there and see him be able to do that. Well, he did one better. He was releasing an album and he gave 24 hours notice and he said that he was performing a free concert at Sloppy Joe's. And so everybody gathered in the streets, they sold t-shirts and we got a free concert in the streets. Nice. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of country western, but I know who he is and I know he's super popular. Yeah, it was it was definitely cool because it was, you know, something that I'd always kind of wanted. And it was, you know, something that he, you know, wanted to share that obviously with Key West. And that was very cool that he did that kind of a thing and wanted to share it with a lot of people. That's an awesome experience for everybody. So speaking of uh, fun times and happy memories and everything, where's the happiest happy hour in Key West? Uh, the boathouse. There are two boathouses, I will say. There's one on the top of the island and there's one on the bottom of the island at the A&B Marina. And both of them are great, but the one that you're going to get awesome food at is the one at A&B Marina. And it's from, I believe, 4.30 to 6.30. It is half price on all of your draft beers and wines, I believe, and then uh, appetizers. And the lamb chops are my favorite. Not something you would think of getting on an island, but oh, they are delicious. Nice. Yeah, my my wife is asked, so she loves lamb. And uh, my son's been really getting into it uh, after our recent trip to Amsterdam. These are some balsamic glazed with, I believe, rosemary. Oh, wow. Oh, they are delicious. Because <laughs> you, you order the appetizers and they're half price. And so you can just order like five different plates. And then, you know, you have like five or six different things sitting in front of you. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've ordered a second order of the lamb chops just because I wanted them because they were so delicious. Oh, yeah. The, my, my wife and son, they're, they're definitely going to chow down on that. So one of the things I always eat whenever I travel is pizza. Uh, at one of the local shops. 
What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Key West? So there's an argument between locals. And part of that is because one of the places is not technically on the island of Key West, but it is owned by a very well-regarded Key West local. It's just, you know, it happens to be on Stock Island, but you can order it delivery and get it to Key West. Um, and that would be Rustica. And then the other place, if you just happen to be walking down Duval Street, you want to get a slice of pizza, I would recommend going up to Green Street and this place called Duetto. And they have some delicious slices as well. Right on. I'm not going to complain. I'll just try both. <laughs> yeah, so you can compare them. <laughs> there we go. You travel a lot. Uh, we, we talked about going and doing a presentation together at a travel conference. So I know you have some great tips. What's one of your best tips? I would say probably, this is going to sound really random, but loyalty to brands. And it's mainly because I was really surprised on a flight yesterday with Delta I was sitting down in my seat. I had been upgraded to first class. I know that there was people on the upgrade list that were higher than me, so they're higher tiered than I am. And for whatever reason, the flight attendant came up to me and asked, you know, she was like, oh, hi, you know, ma'am, uh, how are you doing today? And she's like, I just wanted to extend a special thank you from Delta. And we wanted to, you know, let you know that we really appreciate your business. And I was like, well, thank you very much. Like, wasn't expecting that. And it was just me that she did it to. Like, specifically, they had put me on a list for them to do that. But I was like, wow, I was like, that's really nice. And I was very surprised by that. And I think a lot of that has to do with loyalty. But I think that's probably the biggest thing I've learned over the years. Yeah, there's something to be said for trying to find like the cheapest flight or the cheapest hotel and things like that, right? You know, obviously everybody has a budget they can work with, but if you can find uh, a brand that you really try to stick with, whether it's flights or hotels, your loyalty, not always, but it can be really recognized and really appreciated in the right circumstances. So I definitely try to stick with a, you know, with a couple brands and try to use them as much as possible. Yes, I agree. Again, Victoria, thank you for coming out to the show and sharing so many wonderful tips about Key West. If people wanted to, to learn more about you and read some of your writing and maybe if they want to ask more questions about Key West, how would they do that? How would they reach out to you? They can reach out to me on Tours Adventures. So if you just type in T-O-R-S Adventures, uh, it's because most people call me Tor. It's my kind of my nickname. And um, I have on my website, I have a whole bunch of different stuff on there. And then um, really just anybody has questions, I'm happy to answer them. I love talking to people about Key West. That's, you know, kind of my favorite pastime at this point. Awesome. And so if uh, somebody wanted to reach out to you, is there a best social media place like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any of them work, whichever is most convenient for them. Nice. That's good that you're flexible. Well, cool. Well, again, thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Big thanks to Victoria for coming out to the show and sharing your tips about Key West. Show us some love by following her on Instagram at Tours Adventures. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to share your favorite thing about Key West, Florida. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Key West. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate sponsor of the show. With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. This is a great way to easily build up your travel fund. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelair.com forward slash acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time as we head to Berlin, Germany to speak with my new friend, Michael Piarde of michaelpiarde.com. Michael and I talk about the Berlin Wall, the Brandenburg Gate, and Bergen, the largest club in the world. You'll be joining us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe. That way you won't miss any of your upcoming destinations.